you're listening to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Rydell. Each week, I'll bring you conversations with some of the most passionate, hardworking, and limitless thinkers on this earth who have a story to share, a brand that inspires, or a fire inside of them to live life on their own terms. The intention behind each episode is simple, and that's to include you in these conversations so that you can learn, apply, and grow in your own life and in your business. If I can share one quick secret with you before we begin, it's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us, but perhaps somewhere along the line, someone told you to play small, to play safe, and that led you to live an ordinary life. Tuning into Visionary Life will help you dust off the limiting beliefs you carry around so that you can begin to create your own most visionary life. It's in you, it's in all of us, let's dive in. Welcome back to the podcast. How are you holding up through this sequestration, this isolation, social distancing, hibernation, whatever we're calling it? Have you been getting any world-changing ideas for a future business endeavor, or have you been dreaming up some type of innovation for our modern world as we know it? Surely you've seen that meme of Isaac Newton inventing calculus or something during the 1665 plague. Time alone can truly do the mind some good. And I don't imagine many of you are isolating and concocting new math formulas like Mr. Newton, but I do hope that you're taking time to turn off Netflix for at least 90% of the day so that you can use this time to focus on a new creative project on nature walks, and discovering what your most visionary life truly looks like. Be sure to connect with me if you do have an idea that you'd like to activate, as I'm offering never-before-seen promos on my private coaching packages to help you start the business while navigating your current financial situation. Today on the show, I'm spotlighting one of our amazing visionary community members, Devin. Devin is a professional home economist, yoga instructor, and wellness educator. She fell in love with yoga while studying food and nutrition at Western University in 2012. Yoga created a stronger, healthier, and less stressed version of herself, and she was inspired to do her 200-hour yoga training a year later and has been teaching ever since she graduated. As a registered professional home economist, Devin's goal is to help you live your best life, whether that's through yoga, nutrition, or overall wellness counseling. Her latest venture is The Well Bride, online wellness coaching for brides. She's here to be your coach, cheerleader, and a kick in the butt that you need to reach those wedding day goals. You can find Devin online at devincarlson.com. And just a quick note, this was recorded pre-COVID in the winter. So of course, at the time of our recording, we are really living in a different world than we are today. But Devin is truly a bright light. She is funny. She is smart. She is witty. She is giving. She's been doing live Instagram yoga classes for her community. And I'm very excited to introduce her to you today. What a crazy couple weeks it's been. Before we dive into this episode, I just wanted to say I hope you and your family are staying well. 
One of my top priorities during this crisis is keeping our bodies nourished with high quality foods and supplements while it's still possible. And I do that by ordering online from a store called Healthy Planet Canada. Healthy Planet has been taking extreme precautions as we navigate the COVID-19 pandemic, and though their stores do remain open, I would suggest taking advantage of their online store, especially because I'm going to share a discount code. With the best prices, the largest selection, and brands you won't find anywhere else, Healthy Planet is a shopping experience that I can truly stand behind, and it has been my number one choice for natural goods for over five years. If you need to stock your fridge and your cupboards for the weeks ahead, use code VISIONARY10 at checkout to save 10% on any online order over $49.99. That's VISIONARY10 to save on your online purchase, so write that code down and get shopping. So Devin, welcome to the Visionary Life Podcast. So excited to have you here and you were the most accommodating person because we had to cancel because I was <laughs> sick a couple weeks ago and then just overscheduled my days. So I just so appreciate you coming here and can't wait to catch up with you and chat with you. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. There's a little bit of snow outside, but it's we beautiful. did it. I know, it's yeah, actually really nice. It. I was kind of worried thinking about you driving down the 401, which is our That's major nice. highway here. I was like, uh-oh, is she going to be okay? It actually <laughs> wasn't too bad. Like you just, you know, we're Canadian. We've got it. That's um, true. We figured, hopefully you have snow tires. We right? do. Okay. Snow tires and also just like safety first. A hundred percent. Yeah. Slow down a little bit. <laughs> exactly. Listen to a podcast on your way I did, down. Honestly, listen, to, listen to Skinny Confidential on my way here because she's like, um, you can get into podcasts later. I'm obsessed but with that podcast. It's nice <laughs> to do like, because I find some, like... Some podcasts I need to listen to and write notes, like yours or other people's or like Gold Digger or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I need to write this down. But for yes. her, sometimes it's just like a nice like talk radio without like, mm -hmm. you know, being bored like my like Adam's 680 radio or whatever. 100%. <laughs> it's funny because I'll often turn on a podcast like The Skinny Confidential or I have a few others when I'm done my work day and I just like need to tune out yeah. or if I'm walking Abby and I'm not in learning mode anymore. Yes. It's just nice to have a podcast where it's not educational all the time. No, and <laughs> She's like, she's funny. I find myself laughing out loud. Yeah, and yeah. you're like, then you're looking around like, that's fine. Ever And like, totally. And it's also a nice reminder because she's a lot like she is who she is. And like, yeah, she goes with it. And like, that's kind of it's a little reminder for me. To, oh, I keep going away from, the, you know, um, a little <laughs> reminder for me to do what I want to do and just like be authentic. And like, people love her and I love her. And like, there's so many different people that I've connected with that are like, oh, my gosh, you you listen mm -hmm. to Skinny Confidential too, and you wouldn't really know that. So yep. just yeah, being your your true self is. And I think that is a really good point that you bring up. Like why we listen to her is because she is radically herself. Yeah. And oftentimes for us, both you and I are building personal brands. It's really scary, and it's hard to put who you are in front of everybody else, like who you are at your core. Totally. Um, and so I think when you see someone and you hear from someone who is so unapologetically themselves, it's a great reminder that that is what it takes to build a successful brand because there are a lot of holistic nutritionists. There are a lot of business coaches, but we have to bring that uniqueness to differentiate us. Totally. And so it's always very admirable to to watch someone who's shining in their light. So yes, yeah. yeah, I think that's a really cool point. Yeah. All right, let's get into some rapid fire questions. Cool. You ready? Yes. <laughs> uh, number one, where did you grow up? Uh, Newmarket, Ontario. So that's just actually a little north of here. And so. you live now in? I'm in Barrie. So a little bit more north of that. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> Keep moving north. 
Is there a person or a podcast or maybe a book that's impacted your life? Well, besides you, Kels, and not to just be <laughs> mushy, but no, um, I'm really happy I found you. And actually through a friend of mine, Alexis, Alexis Wellness, little shout out to her. Um, she connected us and I went to your first workshop and that was yep, kind of it. First but, retreat. <laughs> right. And then after that, um, I one of the podcasts I listened to probably all every time she puts it out is Jenna Kutcher's Gold Same. Digger. Yeah. Um, and then Gary Vee. He's, yeah, he's another one that you can kind of just put on like when once you're done learning a nice like mm-hmm. motivational one to just remind you, especially like you said, when you're in this space, mm-hmm. just kind of be yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually falling asleep last night to a Gary Vee YouTube video. And on that conversation of being unapologetically yourself, he is that, right? Yeah. Like he was standing in front of an audience of what looked like 500 corporate executives. And he's literally up there being like, if you're not using social media, you're effing stupid. Yes. And he's just being himself. And I kind of gasped because he was so professional the whole time. And then he just like drilled them. And I was like, that's his personality. Yeah. And that's what makes him magnetic is because he's not standing there being like, you should use LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the new social media. That's not him. And so, yeah, I love that. And I feel like we probably have so many common threads of yeah. who we watch and follow. <laughs> you could probably talk about that oh, all day. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, what's one thing you do every single day that's non-negotiable? Every day, coffee. I know that's that's a, that's a funny one, but it's a, like I guess it's a ritual for me. I Sometimes I do like a half decaf, so it's not too much coffee. But yeah, definitely like a morning... I give myself that extra time getting up in the morning just to like slow down and like this is something I like to do. It kind of makes me feel ready for the day, even if it's just like a coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, definitely a coffee. I would say uh, at least 50% of our guests at this point, we've had 90 <laughs> guests have said coffee for that well, answer. And, this, especially, and it's mine too. Right? When you're an entrepreneur, you're like, I got, there's the go-go juice. Like how else do I Right. Go? When people are like, I'm caffeine free. I'm like, huh? <laughs> we do the best we can. Like when the jitters come in, I mean, we slow it down a bit, but oh, it tastes good. You know, it smells good. So funny. <laughs> Is there a business skill that you're currently working on improving? Uh, yes, this one definitely. Uh, time management. So I would probably put that in with like scheduling, time management, just... Yeah, having that kind of set schedule for the week. I have an idea of what I want to do or I'll write a to-do list, but just being even like time blocking it out is something that I'm really trying to get into more and like on my Google calendar being like, okay, this time for this, this and that. Because I know it's it's been successful a lot of other people. So I know Mm -hmm. it's just something I need to continue doing. Yeah, I think it (laughs) definitely is a skill that it's hard to learn and to train your mind basically that everything should be scheduled but it really does help you get a clear vision of what your day is going to look like and what you're able to get accomplished in a day it's just nice to have a to-do list that's already made what's one wellness practice that you feel like more people should be doing oh this one i guess super simple and i myself included more water especially in this time of year like you forget like we were just talking like you're drinking coffee and hot cocoa and all these like amazing warm drinks even though they have water in them you're like when was the last time i drank water yeah you feel dehydrated some of the time so i try to get in at least half my body weight in ounces of water if you're trying Mm -hmm. to work on that too that can be like a goal Mm -hmm. for your listeners but yeah Definitely it's tough it. living in Canada this time of year because I feel like if I'm cold, I don't drink water. Yes, that's But I've it. started to like add boiling water to my water bottle just to warm it up. And that's I find smart. I can drink so much more. Yeah, we leave it on the the Britter on the... the- on the, the countertop instead yep. of having it in the fridge because I was putting in, in my swell and then I would be like jolt cold and yeah. you just end up drinking a sip and you're like, that's it. Yeah. All right. So let's zoom it back a little bit. 
who is Devin? Maybe tell us, like, what did you go to school for? What was your first career outside of that? Give us the rundown of kind of what those years looked like. Yeah, that nice little, like, mini dev bio. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, I went to school at West and Western. Yeah, at Western um, for food Go and nutrition, right? <laughs> well, yeah, well, they've changed the name now. You, when I was at school, it was the University of Western Ontario, and now it's Western University. What? They did like a rebrand. Why? My Too long? I think so. They wanted something like Western U, even though the initials have always been UWO. And anyway, yeah. like my interest, my diploma says University of Western Ontario. Yeah, so, so does mine. Right. Oh, did you go to Western? I went to Western. Oh that's my why God. I said go Mustang. <gasps> that's so, oh my gosh, that's so We funny. have a lot of similarities <laughs> that I didn't even know. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah. So I went for food and nutrition um, actually halfway through my like program. I was in the dietetics program to, to become a dietitian. And that was just a lot. It was a lot of intense science and like things I guess I wasn't really ready for. So or into that much. And I luckily switched to a program that was a more of like a human ecology, family studies based um, food and nutrition and families was my major. And we did a lot of, yeah, like human ecology and just getting down to more of like the um, theoretical side of things and, and less about... Yeah, like that, like physio, and like, which is really, really great. I love his and I love like chemistry, but just not that intense. I wasn't, I was in classes with like chemistry majors, especially in first year, you're like, whoa. So yeah, I graduated and um, started doing a little bit of nutrition, but not too, too much. And then my last year of school, I actually started doing yoga. I started doing my yoga teacher training and then did a little bit of that. So I guess that was like my first, I guess, career besides, you know, when you're a kid and you have like paper route or like I was always a little entrepreneurial so I always wanted to like make bracelets and sell them love it and actually looking back at that I never really realized that this kind of maybe was on the right track it was always on the track that I was on like set you know wanting to do my own thing like I always worked you know for odd jobs chores babysitting I always wanted that like to get my yeah, own little cash flow. Yeah, and especially I liked, I really did like making stuff and I was a big maker. So that was, yeah, yeah. that's an interesting. It's funny, yeah, <laughs> one of my first jobs was a paper route too. And I feel like that really empowered me with that feeling of like, I can do something and make money. Yes. And it wasn't a, a lot, but I would get up early on oh Sunday mornings to deliver the Sunday sun. So early, and my dad would drive me Your around. Da- my dad too. And it- <laughs> I begged him for this paper route because I read an ad in the newspaper. Yep. And like, it's silly, but like, (laughs) it worked. What is their marketing strategy for that agency? But it made me feel like really good. I loved making money of my own. Thursday nights, you're like stuffing papers in your garage. (laughs) It's so awesome. What a great first job. I don't even know if that exists anymore because so many people unsubscribed to the paper, especially our generations, I guess. So now you're in university and you're doing your major and you said like family, nutrition. And yeah, food and nutrition. I guess the nutrition. major is food and nutrition and families. So yeah. did you have a vision of what your career would look like upon graduating from that program? I had a little bit. I guess I had a, an idea of what I thought I was supposed to do or like, you know, everybody or your family has ideas or like, oh, you're in nutrition, you should be a nutritionist and you should work in clinics and hospitals and that kind of thing. And that was thought like, yeah, okay, cool. Like I'll do that. But I didn't think that I was going to really do, you know, that much or I didn't think I was ever going to work for myself. I thought I would find a spot in a clinic or, you know, like a hospital or something like that. That was just a little bit more like working for somebody else, like a nine to five, you know, something to do with nutrition and that kind of thing. It's not until I started teaching yoga and getting into, I guess, working for myself and 
like dropped into it by accident and really like intend on being a freelance yoga teacher or anything. And then learning that I really like that over, you know, retail or trying to work for somebody else. And I do, like I said, schedule. I like a routine, but it's, yeah, just having my own thing is definitely a big one. A little more freedom. Yeah. How did you find yoga and what prompted you to do a teacher training? Yeah, I found yoga. I actually was living in, it was a house of people that I didn't really know that well. It was my last year of school. Um, I took a fifth year. So me and my friend, she was actually like, we split up and she went to Australia for a year. So I stayed back and we did um, friends of her friends. We lived in an apartment or a house together. And my one roommate suggested, she was like, hey, come to yoga with me. It was a, a, a studio right around the corner. And I just loved it. It was hot yoga and at first I like I literally well actually that's a lie I I loved hated it. it's like that's it's like spin like yeah. at first you're like what is this and then once you're done you're like oh amazing good. but like my first downward dog I was like angry half swearing under my breath like my hands were slipping and then you start to get into it and then teaching wise I didn't start until probably about eight months later when I actually met Adam we were dating and I, you know, I was still in school I didn't have any sort of money and then the teacher training opportunity came up so he was like hey like why don't you why don't you do it? I'll pay for it. And, you know, that, he was working and, you know, out of school. So it was great. It was like, he kind of started me on this road of like, he's like, you can make money anywhere. Like we can, we can do anything. And that was kind of like the little, boom, little like pointer in my head. He's like, he's always pushing me to like be my best. Um, so yeah, like kind of, oh, you can do this. And like, so teaching, like starting the te- teacher training was a little bit nerve wracking for sure. It wasn't necessarily something I thought I was ever going to do. So when I arrived, I was like, what am I doing? Like, where am I? what is even happening? Mm-hmm. And then now I couldn't even imagine not doing it. No, no kidding. <laughs> and I think it's so nice that you had that nudge from him yeah. to kind of get you to do it. And oftentimes in the early days of picking up any new hobby or new interest or new career path, whatever, uh, it can feel so scary and self-doubt creeps in. So it's so nice to have someone, whether it's a friend or a boyfriend or a husband who just gives you that little push to go do it, yeah, right? Because like what if? Yeah, we need that. Um, otherwise, it's easy to just stay comfortable and to not go out and try new things. So I think that's really awesome that he kind of pushed yeah. you into that. <laughs> so once you finished your yoga teacher training, uh, what did your journey look like after that? Were you just picking up random clients, classes at school? When did you decide to bring nutrition back into the mix? Uh, take us to that part of your life. Yeah, um, I guess I will. I finished teacher training around the same time that I was done school I graduated at Western and at the time I hadn't really had a, like a plan of what I was going to do so ended up moving in actually with Adam and we stayed I stayed in London and I just started teaching at the studio that I did my teacher training which was really great she had hired me on and I was teaching a lot of classes which was really awesome it was a they were really big classes like up to 60 people what yeah it was crazy like she has a really big studio and it's right around it's like right at downtown like Richmond and, and Oxford so so it's like, you know, University Kids Central. So I got used to teaching a lot of people, like my peers, pounded out those classes, got a lot of experience. And then when we ended up wanting to move or we moved up, you know, in London and then Adam got a job, he went back to school and then he got a job in Richmond Hill. So we moved to Richmond Hill and the yoga just kind of continued. And my throughout, throughout that time, I guess nutrition took a little bit of a back burner just because I wasn't as confident in it. And that's, that's something that I'm still, you know, trying to work on now and trying to bring it back together. But yoga was just something that I kind of fell into and I was really good um, at doing it. Not to be like, oh, I'm good. But like teaching and talking, I'm, as you can tell, I love to talk. Yes. <laughs> um, so I even was teaching swimming lessons when like back in the day, like I always like taught something. So this was just like an easier thing. 
And with nutrition, I, you know, always felt like I maybe needed to learn more. And I was actually listening to a podcast yesterday about imposter syndrome. So we can go a little bit about that. But like, yeah, just so I focused more on yoga just so I can get my confidence out. And it just ended up being one of the like more lucrative, like classes coming in and subbing classes and all that kind of thing. So when we moved, I just continued with yoga. And then finally, when we were in the city, we moved again. Uh, So we've moved quite a few times in the last six years or so um but when we were in toronto i wanted to really hone in on like who i was build my branding and know that i have this love and passion for nutrition and wellness and just need to know how to make that work with what i'm already doing and mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so cool okay so before we kind of move on from that you mentioned imposter syndrome and yes. i think um this is something number one a lot of people struggle with it but i don't think a lot of people even know that term still like they may be suffering from it yeah. but can't put words to it so in your experience first of all describe like what you mean by that and how you were feeling it i guess yeah just like knowing that you have you know education background like I graduated from a really good school you know even though it maybe I didn't get maybe the highest marks or you know top of the class there's things that I you know maybe I brushed over like graduating or just things that I thought were like you're supposed to do like especially like in this kind of like awkward day and age where like a lot of us still were like or even parents were like universities you know what you got to do what you got to do so you kind of just like you feel like going through the motions is just like, oh, I graduated. That's normal. So I found that I probably wasn't celebrating enough. But yeah, just that feeling of, you know, being like, okay, I have a designation. I'm a professional home economist. I have, you know, Ivy League education. I have a nutrition, all these things. And then, but then not feeling confident and just being like, well, but what do I know? Like, even mm-hmm. though, you know, I do know stuff. And just because I don't know everything, that's where it kind of like, for me, it's like, I can't come out with what I'm doing or I can't, you know, talk about it or I can't give advice until I know every single thing. And I'm just, well, you know, doctors don't even know everything. I went to the doctor. Nobody knows everything. You know, for travel medication, you know, for like a Ducarol or whatever for your tummy. And she was like, actually, I got to pull something out of a book. Mm -hmm. I'm not a travel doctor. And then you're like, oh, you're not the expert. Right. That's okay. Like she's still good. So that's, you know, something that I'm working through now. And once I think I heard it on somebody's podcast, I think it might've been uh, Lewis Howes. I definitely was listening to yesterday, Stephanie Long um, podcast. And she did actually did a whole podcast on it. And it was just like verbatim what I felt. It was just like feeling like you need to go back to school to learn more, even though you haven't really like shared what you do learn the way you already know like you mm-hmm. feel like it's just not enough and that someone is just going to be like call you out one day be like yeah what are you talking about and mm-hmm. then that, that's kind of the feeling yeah <laughs> so many of my students inside the visionary method and my private clients they, they feel this and i think it, it definitely is a, a feeling that we need to recognize but um i I really do believe that we're living in a day and age, and I call it like the knowledge economy, where we have this unique opportunity to simply share from a place where we are now. Yes. Because people want to hire you or connect with you based on your life experience thus far, and maybe they resonate with your amazing personality, or maybe they just like that they see something in you that they also feel. And it's no longer about going to like the expert who sits on a pedestal for a topic you want to learn about. It's about finding someone who you feel you can connect with, who has a little bit of knowledge that you don't, and you can pay that person. And that's why I'm so passionate about showing people that we can build businesses and we can launch offers because 
we want to choose our teachers right now. Yes. Like, whereas yeah. in university, I oh. would sign up for a sociology course or a business course, and I would sit in a classroom with a professor that I did not connect with. So true. And I would, I would honestly fail the freaking course because yeah. I just didn't give a crap about this yeah. professor. And for some reason, that's not the way I learn. But yet, if I wanted to learn about something that you're an expert in, I would gladly pay you and I would download that in an instant because I feel like I want to hear from you. I want to talk to you once a week. Um, And so, yeah, I feel like times are changing, right? And with the birth of the internet and the growth of it, uh, we really are able to choose those people we want to learn from. And I think that's why it's important that we work through our imposter syndrome and just put our offer out there and not make it something that it's not like yes. just be you offer what you are passionate about. Cause I guarantee somebody's going to want that. And if not, then well, that's weird. Uh, maybe you're not marketing properly or you need to refine <laughs> it. But for the most part, there are people who want to hear what you have learned in your life experience. So you're so right. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean, there's that corny quote that's like, start before you're ready. Um, well, some people feel like I have to keep pursuing certifications and credentials. I'll never be ready. But it's true. If you can start before you're ready and work through it on the go, yes. I think that's kind of um, oh, yeah. the way to go about it. But easier said than done, right? It is. <laughs> but like you said, you don't really know where you're going to end up until you just start. You could think, like even myself, I could think like, okay, I need all these certifications to do this. But then it's like once you actually do the thing, you're like, do I actually want to do this? How is this fitting with my life? There's so many other things that are involved in just, you know, getting it done that it's, mm-hmm. it's like you said, you just kind of have to start where you're at and meet your clients where they're at. And that's yeah. what I want. And I always think about, I don't know if it's Tim Ferriss, I think that says, get a life MBA as I've heard opposed it, yeah. to like a business MBA. Yeah. And he basically took $60,000, which most people invest in a real MBA. Right. And he put it into life experiences and is basically that saying, smart, actually. Yeah, and he's saying that's just as valuable. In fact, it may be more valuable. Go travel, go hire a coach, go, yes. I don't know, take care of yourself. Do go. the things you actually want to do. Yes. Yeah. Because, you know, like, I mean, great I have a university education that's something I can always fall back on of but course it really like not no sh- like not to you know crap talk anybody but it didn't really get me anywhere like mm-hmm. I, in the place where I am right now I don't you know I would have still become a teacher if I didn't have the university education like I don't need that you know the piece of paper saying that I'm smart to get the jobs that I want to get it's more or less that's the confidence like okay if you can do this then you can do these things but it doesn't like it doesn't really mean anything, I know. right? That's and that's you know it's nice to have, but that's why if anybody's struggling out there trying to decide, it's maybe take a thirteen, like a, a, a leap year or whatever it is, or like the agreed. Do you watch Dragons Den at all? I used to like a little bit. Okay, I was watching an episode last night, and one of the dragons, she's Canadian, Arlene Dickinson. I've heard of her, yeah, yeah. So she, they did a whole episode that was spotlighting students who are coming in. They were like fifteen to twenty years old, pitching a product that they had created. And this one girl was like, yeah, I I came and created this, um, I think it was an app for iPhone. And she's like, I am not going to university and I'm pursuing this app full time. And Arlene was like, great idea yep. she's like yep. i dropped out of university and she's like a billionaire now right? You're like, and okay. she's like encouraging people on live tv that like university is not the only path anymore and if you are entrepreneurial and you've got something good that's proven it's, maybe yeah. just go build that instead like, of investing in traditional like worst case education. you could always go university can, it's yeah, not she gonna said like that. going away it's, yeah it, they're still there yeah <laughs> 
All right. So before we riff on that topic, right, we're too, too long. Um, fast forwarding to your journey a little bit. Um, also, I noticed in your Instagram bio, which by the way, your Instagram bio is so well laid out. Oh, and I was tr- just oh, like, thanks, girl. I really just <laughs> liked how clear and concise and, and positive and motivational it was. Um, I noticed that you also say self-love and bo- body positivity is part of your brand. Yes. Can you walk us through a little bit about how that plays into the brand and the business that you're building and where it all came from? Yes, for sure. Um, and I, I think a big part, like I'm we haven't really like touched on it too, too much, but as I start to get into building my program and uh, my wellness coaching for brides, a big thing I noticed, like I'm haven't, not a, haven't been a bride yet myself, but I know I, I love weddings. I, I've just like been obsessed with them and just the feeling that you get or that you can see people get when they're trying to get ready for a wedding is like a, a lot of this like shredding for the wedding, which shredding I actually like better than sweating because at least it means like you're building and like, but even then it's like a, this obsessive, like I need to look a certain way in order to feel a certain way and like I just know from experience that's not true like I, like you could you know when you look good you do feel good or when you feel good you look good I understand that but it's being like if I'm a size six and I'm a size 12 right now I will be happier at a size six and I just know that's not true like I've myself I've struggled um with being like an overweight kid basically up until high school I was pretty chubby and wasn't really happy with my weight and my body and self-esteem so I lost some weight and it got to the point where maybe it wasn't the, the healthiest I got kind of on the other side of the spectrum when I was like in in I guess middle high school and then when I got to university and started meeting a lot of different people and life became more important than just mm-hmm. what I looked like and even I realized that okay hey I'm the skinny girl now like where are my boys at where are all these you know all these things that I thought was going to happen the happiness nah, 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 and nothing happened yeah. it didn't come and so it got to the point where I was actually just like living my life and doing the things I wanted to do and yeah like gained a little bit of weight which was probably necessary and got a little bit of booty which is great everyone loves that uh, right <laughs> especially nowadays but um it you're kind of realizing you're like okay like people still love me regardless of what size I am it's now about what do I love so for me I wanted to I guess yeah hone in on talking about body positivity and self-love not in just like um not a compliance state because I definitely believe that there's unhealthy habits and, and there's unhealthy things we can do mentally and physically, but just knowing that because you don't look a certain way or because you don't look like somebody that you visualize as being, you know, be all end all, that you're still worthy of all of these things, that you're still amazing, you're still hot, that, you know, you still should be able to, if you want to post a, a cute bikini pic on Insta, cool, go for it. Like, do you, but don't do it for anybody else. And that, yeah, just kind of being that shape and that, that, body that I wish I saw I mean now with you know obviously 10 15 years ago we didn't have Instagram and we had it like Facebook and a few things but even then just media and advertising was a lot different than it is now so I guess just being like an opportunity or giving people the opportunity to be like hey like this girl's like a I'm six feet tall so I'm a big girl you know I take up space and being able to be like hey it's okay to take up space and like you should and this is okay like bodies look this way and that you could if you want your booty bigger, this is what you could do. But also this is how you can love yourself. So that's kind of where I'm like trying to encompass everything that I like to do and like that I have been on with my journey. Like you said, just just going off of what I know and that what resonates with a few people. And yeah, it's mm-hmm. been, it's pretty well, I think so far that's the really <laughs> cool thing about pursuing a personal brand is that you can bring in all of you. Right. Like 
self-love body positivity, you can have that. You can have your yoga. You can have your bar. You can have the wellness coaching because these are all things that you're either deeply passionate about or that you have life experience in. And it's really neat to be able to offer that all to your audience so that they can get to know the many facets of you versus like hiding these things and knowing it's part of your story, but not bringing people into that conversation. So I think that's really great that you're able to tie that all in. So if somebody asks you, okay, Dev, (laughs) what do you do? Or like describe your business to me today. What do you say back to them? That's a fun one. Um, Right now (laughs) I do wellness coaching for brides, um, but that includes, you know, meal planning, yoga. That's a big part of it. So regardless of where you are, you don't have to be, that's one of the big things, um, I guess, or questions is like, do I have to be a bride or do I have to be engaged? Do I even have to be like with somebody? Like, no, you don't. But I just really wanted to focus in on this area of people's lives. But, you know, anything that I'm doing with those clients can definitely like we can translate to to your life where you're at. But with the coaching and um, yoga, I just try to make it like kind of like you said, not, I'm not a holistic nutritionist, but I do try to make it holistic in the fact that each piece is part of its own, but it also encompasses the whole wellness piece, the wellness lifestyle, I guess. Mm, I love that. Why did you decide to niche down on brides? I know you mentioned that you've always loved weddings, but like, why did that feel like the right target market for you? Well, with your help, Kels. Um, <laughs> but also, and I know it was a bit of a challenge yes, for you it was, to come up but, with Because um, it was always something like I, I've always wanted to get into the wedding industry, I guess. And I've always loved it enough to do that. But I always like, okay, should I do wedding planning? No, you're not really a planner. That's, you know. So I just, I guess, finally took, I guess I just gave myself a, like a kick in the butt or like was like, had the balls to be like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And I'm going to put myself in this industry. Right. And if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. But I won't know unless I try. And I also, I don't love seeing, you know, like I can do, like I'm a jack of all trades. And that's something that I know like was really messing with my confidence being like, I can do this, 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 which is great. Mm -hmm. Like we, a lot of us are really, really talented. And just because you're advertising one thing doesn't mean you can't do another, but it's just learning that, Hey, like you're, you need to speak to the one, like the one person or how many clients that you need in order to just like be successful because Mm -hmm. yeah, like no one really like wants to be like, Oh, she's kind of great at a lot of different the generalist yes, right? like, the general nutrition and wellness coach yes like and that's you know it really works for a lot of people but for me I know especially that it was kind of contributing to my imposter syndrome if I was working with a client that has like is way out of my league and also would you know you'd feel like you feel bad for you like hey I can't help you or you get to a point where you're you know working on their protocol or whatever it is and you're like oh this this kind of got out of my league so being mm-hmm. able to niche down really makes me feel more comfortable in doing what I'm like doing what I'm doing. I know what I'm going to give my brides or the people that I work with is my best. Mm-hmm. And it may not be like, I may not be able to cure your parasite or like whatever it is. And like, you know, amazing. Like, I hope I could find someone that could help you to do that. But yeah, being confident in what mm-hmm. I do, it makes even just made me feel a little bit better even talking here or even like you said, the like my Instagram buyer, even just trying to get it out more is made me feel a lot more confident being like, this is what I do. I'm this person I'm I want to be the wellness coach for brides like when Mm -hmm. you think of that or like wellness coaching and brides I want like me to pop up rather than me being like oh one of a banillion nutrition yes yeah especially uh, in the city I was feeling a big like I'm a little fish in a big pond yeah 
And I mean, your niche is so amazing because, and I got married a couple of years ago, so I know this, like if I were out having a conversation with a friend and say my friend knew you and I said, oh, you know what? I really want to dial in my nutrition before I get married next year. They would automatically think of you. Yeah. Whereas if I just said, you know what? I need to work on my nutrition. They'd be like, okay, nothing comes to mind. Yes. Right? So like it's a trigger when you have a niche for someone to say, oh, you need nutrition help for a bride. Oh, wait, I know someone who does that. I was just on her Instagram. I just saw her website. I just met her through a friend and it automatically makes us associate to you and your friends in the wellness industry. They're going to refer to you because they know you have an expertise in helping brides, whereas they may not. They may not have any interest in working with brides leading up to their wedding. So it's um, a scary thing to niche down because you feel like... And I know when I first started my nutrition practice about seven years ago, I tried to help everyone and I tried to pretend I knew it all. Yeah. So I'd be like, oh, yeah, you have this problem like IBS. I'll help you with that. Or five and then hours I would have on to Google. Go, yeah, I would have to go research it. And then I'd come up with this meal plan. And I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, I truly don't feel passionate about helping this no. person. Um, and I never niched down in my nutrition business. And that was definitely a regret. But I also just didn't know what I was doing at that point. So. <laughs> but now you know that you well you niche down in this space so. yes yes yeah and I think so it's really cool to hear that you've selected that niche and I always say to my students even if you establish a niche you're still going to get people from outside of that who are like oh my gosh you do nutrition can you help yeah. me and you're like couldn't you read my website but also then you can you're decide like, yeah. and why not right you want some money and I can help you of course so don't feel like it means you're not going to attract anyone else yeah if anyone anything you're just going to attract more people because they see you really strong in your power helping the people you can help and then they're like oh I want some of that (laughs) totally and that's like you said and just making like making room for myself in the industry and not in like a not trying to have like a secret agenda but yeah like being like I can collaborate with people maybe that I wouldn't have been able to collaborate with and people can I we can same like same thing if I someone comes to me for bridal coaching maybe they're they're working on something that's way deeper than what we can do in three months or whatever Mm -hmm. it is and I have a resource of people or a group of people that I can send hey you know my nutritionist like group to and then somebody they're like oh this is super simple you don't need to go in like a a six-month reset with me hey Devin like it's just wanting that's a big piece of I want to build community doing this Mm. um and yeah and just making my like kind of make my own little seat and and just being able to share that with others Mm -hmm. so what does that offer look like so you say you're a wellness coach for brides so how when somebody says hey Dev I'd like to work with you like what is it (laughs) that you offer them exactly yeah um so I right now it's one-on-one um personalized coaching so in the future we'll be doing um group coaching which will be a little bit more affordable as well which is a really really great option but it'll be a 90-day program where we work kind of full on everything to do with your health wellness fitness so you won't have you won't need a gym membership or anything like that uh you'll get workouts meal plans and as well as um coaching calls throughout our three months to so depending on whatever your goals are for your wedding day, just strength, you know, glowing skin, feeling great, you know, losing weight, whatever it is, building a plan and a protocol routine um, to get you there. Also with the calls, we'll be able to give you a little bit more accountability. So, you know, kind of give you that little bit of kick in the butt. And sometimes if you need a cheerleader, if you need somebody there to just give you that accountability you need, which I know for myself, that's why I hired you as a coach and why I needed um, help and why I've bought other courses and coaches is because like you said, like school is one way to go, but this is another way to invest money is is to buy or, or pay for things that actually, you know, what you care and you'll, you'll follow through on. That was a big piece is like, 
if I could go back to school now, you know, I would care so much more about what I'm learning than I did when I was 18 years old being like, I think I like nutrition. So yeah. And just giving yourself that, that time is, is a big one. Mm -hmm. Have there been any challenges in bringing this whole (laughs) program coaching offering together? Like what are some of the things you've come up against that you're like, you know what, this feels hard right now. Um, anything that comes to um, mind there was a few kind of like bumps in the road I, or like it was been like it's like like that meme literally like the entrepreneurial meme like where it goes like up down up, up, down, down, up, up, up down like <laughs> I sent that to my sister the other day and she was I don't think she understood like she's she kind of understood but I was just like yeah. no this is real my life right now I, like I just because I told her about like oh I just figured out something a MailChimp like I was literally like yes and then like just like yeah something and then else you happened, plummeted and then you're like oh uh, it never goes away no <laughs> What was the, f- I was about to say, I was like, how did I, I started talking oh, about. Oh yeah, so what, what have been some of the challenges oh. you've come up against? So A, I guess niching down, kind of being, giving myself, you know, the space and being like, okay, hey, just do this. Worst case, it doesn't work out, but you actually have to try. Um, and also having the idea was really, really an easy part, but then actually building out the program was something that's kind of challenging for me. And I think I was obviously, I think I was just overthinking it at that point and now looking back on it. But when you're, you're in it, you feel like everything is just, has to make sense all at once. And so right now, and everything feels like a little bit more smoother as I'm trying to just, um, by the time this will probably be listened to, um, my website will be finished and up and everybody you can see it yeah but. there's your pressure to get it up <laughs> exactly oh, it's a good gonna deadline. make you plug your, no, your this website is, this is a good deadline i like <laughs> it so yeah um just kind of getting that everything that's so so exciting and i think in the creation of any program or one-on-one coaching service it's really easy to feel like you have to continually refine it and did i miss anything and is it enough and Is somebody going to respond well to this? But until you walk like five or 10 people through it and get feedback and get the results and the transformations, like you will have to continually tweak it because your data will come from your clients who actually go through it. Oh, yeah. Um, And it's like, again, get that minimum viable product out there and charge what you feel it's worth and then just tweak from there but from there there's really no else to know and there's no other way <laughs> for me I'm one of those people that likes to be like okay but what's gonna happen but, but and then and then what's the next step okay but then there's really no way to know when you're working with people that's the the fun part about working with people yeah but also the really scary part is you don't know actually what's gonna happen and all you can do <laughs> like my best piece of advice at, to anyone really is to just put the offer out there and then do everything in your power even if it means working late nights for this person to have them experience the transformation they wanted because all you want out of your first five to 10 clients is a positive testimonial. And if they give you a glowing review because you hustled your ass to help them, then that's worth its weight in gold. Right. And you'll get clients forever because you had that one transformational testimonial. So yeah, it may not be the perfect program, but if you're willing to bend over backwards to at least make it happen, if it's not going well, um, then you will be seen as the superstar wellness coach. Right. So yeah. And like you said, we kind of just like, like, kind of the theme of the the conversation just got to start. You just got to just got to start start and see what happens. (laughs) So what is it that most excites you about building this brand and business and this offer for brides? What lights you up right now? That I actually will be able to see something that I made, especially with the website that I've been doing myself and not to, you know, be like, I could hire a developer. Amazing. Um, but just once it's actually done being put 
out there that I actually can be like, oh, that this is what all my hard work was for. Mm-hmm. And it like validate it does, your idea. Especially when you're sitting there for like four hours, and you're like, what, 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 what was happening today? I just yeah. figured out one line of Mailchimp. Cool. I oh, I know. And, but then that's like that's kind of the, like the that's the like, journey. It is the journey, or like the kind of like the entry fee of like it is. being and it's what you realize is that the people that are successful are actually just doing it and then mm-hmm. they just like they They're push take through action. the hard stuff but yeah and what else excites me is that once i'm done or once i'm i guess done or once i have things out there and actually can feel like i have this brand built that i really really want to build a community where i can you know it's a little bit selfish i guess in a sense that i want like people that i can like that i can turn to but also can turn to me like especially when you're working by yourself it's it can be lonely like even in you live in even you live in toronto but even then you're like it's still quite lonely like so it's just nice to be able to have a community of like the visionary people or like to be able to have a crew of people just to to talk to or just to you know like know that they can reach out to you or you can reach out to them and just have a space for them because that was something that I knew for myself even growing up was hard to feel like I fit in anywhere like I had a lot of different group of friends but just to be known like it's okay like do you so I want to be able to have that space for people Mm. Oh my gosh, that's like literally the most amazing thing that you just said. Um, I, I just think it's so cool. And you put it into words so elegantly. It's like, yeah, not in a selfish way, but you want to share what lights you up so that you can attract others and, and make friends. Kind like, of, right? What I guess this, I want friends. What is this business if we're not able to connect authentically with right. people? Like, I'm not in my business just to help people and say, bye, see, see you later. Like, I need friends. I'm lonely as a business owner, right? Like, I sit around by myself all day. Um, and building community, it it is a bit self-serving, but you also want to connect the people within. And there's just so many synergies that can happen. And um, that's why it's so important to like put yourself out there and share with your friends, your acquaintances, with the world what interests you yeah. so that you can attract like-minded people. Too many people, they're living as a version of themselves that they're no longer really aligned with. Like maybe they're still acting like the person they were in high school and they're like embarrassed to share their newfound love of nutrition and the gym. Right. But it's like, who's actually following you from high school? Yeah, or exactly. Like, even if they do, like, and it's okay to evolve right. and pivot and to like, just tell people what you're interested in right now. And yes. if that changes, don't be embarrassed. We all pivot. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, just bring people into your life who also have similar interests as you right now. Um, yeah, yeah so. totally. No, And I read something somewhere and it was like, especially if you're working on trying to like, mute out the sounds it was like someone's opinion of you is like none of your business like so true and like yeah, why do you want to know and, ew, that's what i was yeah. like i don't want to know what you like it's it, like at first i'm like oh yeah i wonder what they think of me but at the end of the day i'm like yeah. i don't give a crap right what they think about unless it me. like affects even if it like you know like if it was a positive a constructive thing like hey i think we, you know you could be you know less reactive at you know people that are mean on the subway or whatever it is but like if it's something that you're just like ah, i don't really need to know it's not it's not gonna add anything so that's something that like especially as like a people pleaser like I like don't like to disappoint anybody but some at the end of the day you're like it's none of my business what they actually think of me which is like a kind of a nice little self-check for you because you're like it doesn't revolve like the world doesn't revolve around me so I know it's kind of a (laughs) um on a totally different note I'm wondering as one of our final questions because I know that a lot of your brand and mine as well is based on social media and like connecting with people and building community on social 
What are your thoughts on social media right now? Um, and yeah, are you loving it, hating it, trying to stay away, trying to get on more? I think this is a relevant topic, so yeah. I'm curious. No, for sure. Um, I guess it depends on day to day. I try, I'm trying, like trying for myself just to limit how much I guess I'm taking in, um, especially as I'm trying to build something. It's, it's hard to because you want to, you want to engage and you want to, you know, be, you know, seen and you want to, you know, like provide value to people. But at the same time, you're like, I can't spend, you know, I can't spend hours on Instagram. There's some things that just like don't, like that can't aren't helping right now. So I guess it's kind of like an in between. Like I'm feeling that like as I'm scrolling, there's all just like I think I just need to like somehow like detox my feed or like. But then it's also this like weird game of like high school where you're like if I unfollow them, they're gonna be mad at me. Oh my god! Right? I know. No, but then it's like it's real. And then so it's got to the point where now I just like give myself like a time limit, or I try to go to the few people that I know I really want to engage with and and build that connection with. If I've already like you know oh I haven't seen her feed in a while, I should go click it because sometimes. Even with like the algorithm, like you won't see stuff that you're like, my best friend posted a picture two days ago. Oh my gosh, I like, I didn't see a thing. So yeah, like I'm, I'm like I'm half in, half out. I know, and like for me, that's a thing. It's like you feel kind of contradictory when you're like, okay, I want to post and be on it because I know that's what people want, but you're like. I don't even want to be on it that much. So what's like, yeah. I know. And it, it does seem like it is kind of like a, a cost of doing business nowadays. Yeah. You need to be online. But yeah, I think it's important to continue chal- to challenge ourselves about like, okay, what else am I doing to connect? What else am I doing to market myself? And right. Yeah. It's just a topic that's been crossing my mind a lot lately. So if somebody wants to learn more about you, about your wellness coaching for brides, really about anything that you do, where are the best places that they can find you? Yes. Well, probably the easiest is Instagram. Um, I'm always there, as as I was just saying. Uh, It's dev underscore Carlson. It's C-A-R-L-S-E-N, just to make it a little tricky for you. And my website, which should be out by the time this is out. So yeah, nice little deadline. Hold her accountable. Oh my gosh. Yes. This is my like live (laughs) accountability. Like everybody's hearing me. Um, So it's dev. (laughs) carlson.com and devin is spelled d-e-v-a-n just to make it a little tricky for you um cool so i'm facebook instagram you can find me anywhere um but yeah oh and i just started a youtube channel so there'll be some um oh yoga videos out everything will be linked um i'm trying to make it super seamless as we were just talking about with mailchimp and all of that stuff but i'm trying to get yeah some content out there for you guys and yeah love that i spend so much time on youtube i love watching youtube videos and i'm always running out of channels so i'm really happy to hear that you're taking on that platform because I think now it's... I gotta add some more videos because <laughs> I'm gonna oh, go watch all your right? content. Like, oh god, I add more. <laughs> no, that's great. It's good. Uh, I like it. Yeah, you got one follower already. Um, so <laughs> I will link all of those in the show notes. Perfect. So if somebody wants to connect with you, they can find you. And yeah, reach out to Dev. Reach out to myself. Let us know you listened. And thanks for being on the show today. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Visionary Life. I love bringing you these conversations on a weekly basis. So if you could help me out by rating and reviewing this show on your iTunes app, I would be so grateful. You can also support the show by taking a quick screenshot of the episode and sharing it on your Instagram stories. Just make sure to tag me at Kelsey Rydell. If you're feeling stuck, uninspired, stagnant, bored, or confused in what your next step should be, it's time to take action. Please reach out because I would love to connect with you. I'll catch you in the next episode.